Welcome to Cat Chat, the pet talk podcast devoted to the physical and emotional well-being of cats and their people. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. My co-host is the feline expert, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. The show is brought to you with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, a company privately owned by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose mission has been to personally formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie also created his own cat food, Clean Protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs because they're based on the protein a cat eats naturally. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. It would be impossible for me to bring this delightful joy to people without Dr. Elsie's generosity. The fifth annual New York Cat Film Festival will premiere this fall in New York City and then travel to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations. Please show your appreciation of Dr. Elsie's support by choosing their products whenever you can. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, my wonderful co-host, knows pretty much everything there is to know about cats. But I think one of the things that's scary, true for dog owners when there are dog fights, is how do people know if cats are just playing, which sometimes can look and sound to me kind of scary, or are they really fighting, in which case, then what do you do? Michael, is this something that on Feline Minds, which is your wonderful cat behavior platform. Do people come to you with fighting cat questions just in general? Sure. I think there's a lot of people who um, aren't sure if their cats are fighting or playing. And then, of course, there are people whose cats are clearly not getting along and they don't always recognize that there's a problem. So it is helpful to try to educate people on what does cat play look like versus cat fighting. Okay, that's that's helpful. So I always feel most nervous when I see cats fighting, when mm-hmm. one is kind of winds up on their back and their legs are kind of up in the air and the other one is kind of atop them. And I always think, oh, this is like the jungle and they're going to, you know, bite them in the neck. But I don't know that they're actually going to do that. But there's a great deal of noise and activity. Mm-hmm. One yeah. seems to be underneath. And yet sometimes it'll sort of end as quickly as it began and they kind of shake it off and and then what? How do you know that that was an actual fight versus rough play? Okay, yeah, there's definitely a few things that we look for and I'd say the most important one is the context. So what is the cat's relationship at other times? And I think that sometimes gets right. ignored. It's not mm-hmm. just like the cats are doing this these things on a checklist. Mm-hmm. It's really like, what is their relationship like generally? And we know that cats that are friendly will like sleep on the same piece of furniture. They'll groom each other. They are not um, constantly playing or fighting, whichever one is going on, right? So cats that can't be in the same room together without immediately getting into the wrestle <laughs> 
situation, I'm concerned. Right. Um, but but there are some specific things that we look at. And there was actually a study that came out a few months ago that kind of quantified some of these things and also, I think, um, verified a lot of our intuitions that we've always expressed about cats playing or fighting. So play does tend to be mutual where the cats will take turns chasing each other. It's not one-sided yes. where one cat is constantly pursuing the other like they were prey. Um, we also see that playing tends to be silent. So, or, you know, oh. you might hear the occasional like, meow, but, um, or even a little hiss. Whereas with fighting, there's a lot of vocalization. There's yes. a lot of screaming, a lot yes. of that kind of unpleasant sound. If you ever heard cats fighting outside, you know, it's not yeah. a happy sound. There's mm-hmm. a lot of and screaming. Yes. Louder kind of sounds. You're very so, good at making these noises. I'm, I have to a lot really of congratulate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, those are, those are two big things is, is like, are they um, are they silent and is it mutual? And then there's also in play, they're going to stop and kind of reassess yes. more frequently, right? It's like, oh, what's yes. going on? And certainly I'm not saying that, you know, when cats are playing, they don't sometimes cross a line. But um, when you see that kind of inhibition where they'll kind of stop, kind of look at each other and then kind of go back at it and then stop again, that is more of a playful behavior. Nice. And, you know, the other thing too is play can get pretty rough. And so it's not really about the posture or how hard they're kicking each other or wrestling because, you know, you take two young male cats and they will play hard and then they'll like fall asleep in, in a pile on top of each other, yes, right? That's kind yes. of a, a common sight when you have young cats. So, you know, I'm always thinking about, again, are these, you know, two young cats or do you have one young cat and a 13-year-old cat? And it's clearly not play because the 13-year-old does not want to play, even though to the young cat, maybe it is play, right? right. They're like let's do this. This is great. And the old cat is like, Oh my God, please stop. So even, you know, it's not even always that both cats know exactly what's happening. It's like one cat thinks they're playing and the other one is like, this sucks. So context is always important. And, you know, detail is important. But I think, again, really thinking about is it quiet? Is it mutual? Is there kind of start and stop behavior? Um, Those would be more associated with play than fighting. Well, these are all incredibly good points. So one that comes up to mind is the issue, and we should do a show on this, about age disparity between cats Mm -hmm. when you're adding a cat to your home. So we will do that another time, folks, because I think it's something we don't really, we we aren't respectful enough to our older cat when we Mm -hmm. make some of these decisions. And it winds up giving them a lousy quality of life if they have one year left or even five. Yeah. So that's that's a separate issue. But it is hard sometimes for a younger hopped up cat to mm-hmm. perceive the older cat, unless the older cat really slaps them upside the head, to perceive that what the older cat is saying is, no, thank you. Cat's going, yeah, yeah, I see. Right? Don't don't even younger humans. Doesn't yeah. this happen where they just don't see that they're being told no, thank you? Yeah, what I like to say is that they don't have any respect for the personal space bubble. They yes. just want to get inside it. So um, it is, and it's normal. Younger cats are by nature more active, more playful, and more social. Like, you know, we, we know that kittens and, and young cats are still much more adaptable to um, change, including having roommates. And for an older cat, that can be a much bigger adjustment. Um, you know, I think sometimes people think, well, he, you know, his, 16 year old companion just passed away. So why is my 14 year old cat so upset that I got a a new cat? And it's not equivalent. It's not the same thing, you know, losing a companion that you've lived with and 
um, learned with your whole life is much different than adjusting to a new cat who's entering your territory. Especially if they're more energetic or more playful. Yeah. I mean, you could have, yeah. I'm sure there are m many cats who when young are still very chill. They're not yeah. wildcats. They're not zoomies. They're they're more of a like let's kick back kind of cat in their just personal nature. So you probably want to kind of match play styles as well. The the sure. other thing that occurs to me is that when dogs or humans or cats get into it, starting out in a kind mm -hmm. of mutual hey let's let's have a rough and tumble, adrenaline. I mean you're such a scientist. Can you talk a little bit adrenaline levels and cortisol levels and how that ramps up and the cats no longer are necessarily making, if you want to call it good choices or rational choices, they kind of can't stop themselves and maybe they need us to intervene. So can you talk a little yep. bit about what it is that gets fired up in a cat that is hard to, to turn down again with a knob? There's no knob to turn it down. Yeah, and you know, this is very much from a theoretical perspective because no one's really like studied cats who are fighting right. and looked at their cortisol levels. We don't have great ways to actually measure cortisol. Um, it's typically found in the blood, possibly in the saliva, sometimes in urine and feces, but, but measuring it is always um, a challenge because getting blood sample is stressful, right? So, right. so from a, you know, just thinking about this from a theoretical perspective, yeah, one cat may have their um, fight or flight system activated, so they are terrorized and um, literally defending themselves for their lives. And, you know, play is a feel-good behavior. So again, for one cat, this may be very, um, very, uh, you know, in, in, in um, engaging the like dopamine system where you've got pleasure and, yes. and seeking behaviors. So, um, you know, I think the most important thing to, to recognize is just that you do have to look at the, the overall relationship and also what's going on, you know, screaming and injuries um, one cat is panicked. Um, a lot of times during a fight, one cat will urinate or defecate because they're so terrified. Yes. And if you're seeing these kind of behaviors, you should not allow them to continue. Cats should not be allowed to fight it out. We know that that's just going to be destructive to their relationship, especially like a new relationship. If two cats fight when they yes. first meet, there's a, there is one study that showed that was the strongest predictor of those cats not getting along later. So you really want to do that slow introduction, which we've talked about in the yep. past. Um, but if you do see fighting, you need to separate the cats safely, and you need to work with a, a specialist to reintroduce those cats in a way that's safe and controlled to give them the best chance of having a good relationship later. Um, you know, I think people do sometimes like think, oh, we'll just let them fight it out. Yeah, they'll and, work it out. Yeah, that, that doesn't may work. happen, but it probably won't. Right. So, and in nature, one could go down forever. I mean, sure. working it sure. out can be, I won, you died. Or you yeah, got, so, you know, bites all over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've definitely um, dealt with people whose cats had injured each other. So it's not out of the realm of realm of possibility. And of course, people who've been injured trying to separate cats fighting. So you want to make sure you have something that is a safe barrier between you and the fighting cat. So you might separate them with um, by dropping a pillow on them or using a blanket, a piece of cardboard. What you don't want to do is stick your hand in that cat blender because mm -hmm. um, in that aroused state, a cat will bite whatever's near them and, and cat bites can be quite serious. So um, trying to separate them calmly, so also not freaking out and screaming, but trying to, like I said, put a barrier gently between them to break it up. And then hopefully one of the cats is handleable, but you may need to use a towel or a blanket to protect yourself 
and kind of separate them with a closed door between them and reassess. Like I said, you may need to call your veterinarian, you may need to talk to a behaviorist, but you should not just put them back together and think that the best thing is going to happen. They're not going to magically decide one day that they like each other. That that fight is a predictor. There will be other fights. There are issues between them that maybe a behaviorist can help you understand better, but no one can help them understand each other better. If they've really gotten into a serious bloodletting kind of fight, that's kind of how they are with each other. I mean, unless it's a first introduction that's done way too quickly and is a shock to everyone. I mean, there are cats who simply can't stand each other, right? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, if you let them continue to fight, it's it's not going to go well. And like I, I mentioned, that's a predictor that there's going to be problems down the road. So um, so those first introductions are actually really important. Very. Which anybody who wants to, to know more about that, we have a couple of shows on that topic and well worth listening to. Just to wrap up, Michael, so I'm in the kitchen and I'm preparing dinner and the cats are running around, having a good time, and then I hear noise that is not a good noise, mm-hmm. cat fight noises. So mm-hmm. I want to quickly, I'm asking this, quickly go into the space where they are, not scream at them to stop. That doesn't yeah. usually work very well, right? No. I have to find something, whether it's something at hand, a pillow or even a, I don't know, a baking tray, something that I have maybe at hand that is a barrier that I could kind of try and just get between them without obviously hurting them with the barrier. I mean, who has a piece of cardboard hanging around? Nobody. Well, I love cardboard, so I often do. Oh, you're so funny. (laughs) You love it because you're a cat lady. Do you think cat people should have a nice slab of cardboard that's like the wall of a box that they've deconstructed and tuck it behind their sofa for just such occasions? Well, if you have cats that you're in the process of introducing and their relationship is iffy, yes. If your cats are normally fine and this is an out of out of the norm situation, right. then probably not. Um, you know, certainly there are other reasons that cats can fight. Like one of them sees a cat outside and now you've got a case right. of redirected aggression, which can also be pretty serious. Um, so yeah, grab a towel. Um, you know, sometimes the cats will separate on their own, but again, in a, in a kind of a normal, like, ongoing situation where the behavior tends to happen on a regular basis you know again if they're playing they're playing and yeah it may get rough and you may have to like drop a book on the floor to startle them and kind of get them out of it like that's the other thing i I didn't mention is that play tends to be very easily interrupted so oh that's interesting you know you can you can clap your hands you could drop a book those cats are not going to stop fighting they're like ignoring you um but whereas with play the cats are generally very easy to break out of it just you know even if you dropped a pen on the floor they might look over if you toss the toy away mm-hmm. from them and jingle ball hits the wall they might be like, oh what's that you know and so right. and then they decide like oh am i going to chase the jingle ball or am i going to keep playing with this cat so so that's another important thing to note is like how easily can you interrupt it and that's usually a cue that if they if they break out of it very easily they are probably playing that is all fabulous advice i hope nobody has to witness or experience a cat fight least of all your cats but now you know if it if it smells if it quacks like a duck and smells <laughs> like a fight do something to stop it and don't think that just because you stopped it that you can go back to making your homemade pizza because those cats need to be separated and you have to evaluate with a professional what in the heck has happened here. Thank you, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado. You are great. Thank you, Tracy. 
Thanks for listening, and I also want to thank Wonderside for their support. It's a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your cats and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. A final pause up to Dr. Elsie's for all the fine products they make and their unwavering support of my mission to make life better for each and every kitty cat and their people. If you have cat problems or questions you'd like me to talk about on the show, please write me to Tracy at tracyhotchnerpets.com.